That's too hot. Hang on. Pork. Pork. Beef. Pork. 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 Degressive. Obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digressive Obscenity, or Meet Meaty, the man made of meat, the podcast. Today my guest is Ray Zablocki. So let's start this off right. Ray, who are you? What do you do? Tell me about you. Nothing. <laughs> I really don't do anything, at least anymore. Um, I used to just be a slave for Paul and tend to all of his needs. Political slave. Political needs. There's nothing sexual about it. That's a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> I lied just then. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> no, I, I, um, uh, I make a bunch of stuff. That's pretty much it. You know, movie films. Movie films, yeah. Movie films are my favorite. <laughs> um, With the popcorn. Know, yeah. Commercially <laughs> things. Um, experimental weird stuff. You know, I'm kind of all over the boat. Yeah. Um, I like the story. I like to talk awesome. about stories. I like to tell stories. I like to, uh, you know, make love to stories. Oh, yeah. Especially stories about Paul. Ah, politically. Yeah. I'm lying again. Yeah. I'm lying again. Okay. That's good. It's good that we have this rapport that you can stop me from lying. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, uh, what is it? You have Zabberwocky? Yeah, Zabberwocky is an illustration blog um, that I do not update as often as I should. You should do that more because every time I see that, I love the... Just the strange little glimpses. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. the thing is like I'll I'll draw like right now I think there's six posts up there like six little tiny squares of like illustration. Yeah. But I have at home sitting like in a book, probably another thirty five. But I'll draw them really quick and then use a light box and then redraw them so they look really nice and use different pens so that I get the right line you know weight that I like. Yeah. Then I have to scan it in. So it's like a process. So I'll draw these weird things and keep them in a book, even though it'd probably be easier if I just put them up as sloppy as they were. Yeah. I mean, um, I have the the, the Peter Firehead thing. Yeah. It's like I do that on on paper, the mm -hmm. app now, and it's like. Oh yeah, I gotta it, get that. It, it's two steps up from, from a stick figure. Yeah. But it's like you can be done with it in five seconds, which yeah. isn't really a good thing. But it's, you know, if some people, some people have that problem where it's like they have the idea, but they never carry it out. You know, they'll, they'll put it in a book and it's like, I definitely have to get back to this. But then yeah. it's like with things like paper, you draw it, hit a button and it's, it's finished. It's on yeah. Tumblr or Twitter or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that's, that's the awesome <coughs> thing. I've been actually trying to use like the Wacom pens, like those tablet pens and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the coolest thing though is if you can ever mess around on a, on a Cintiq, like one of those, like, it's basically a screen you could draw on and the pen is like the tip is an actual, it's like the nibs are, are, are small enough to imitate an actual pen and they're a joy to draw with. Um, I like the word nibs. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you could actually run those nibs down and you have to replace them. You have to replace the nibs. You gotta replace the nibs. I am thinking of nibs, aren't I? Yeah, there was a a, um, a candy. <laughs> yeah. That's like little bits of... It's like somebody basically took Twizzlers and just kind of cut them up and they're called yeah. cherry nibs. Yeah, yeah. That seems dirty. It could be. Yeah. Like chocolate could nibs. Could be. Chocolate nibs sounds filthy. <laughs> Would you, uh, like some chocolate nibs? <laughs> no, I don't want any chocolate nibs. <laughs> Thank you for the offer, but... Do you have vanilla nibs? <laughs> Get out of my store. <laughs> uh, that's horrific. All right, <clears throat> so moving on to the uh, the questions portion, officially. Mm. Questions. Stop asking me questions. 
What is your first memory of me? Mm. Oh, your uh, a birthday that you had at Hooters. Wow. Yeah. That was the first time I met you, and that was like, it was just like, wow, this guy's big, and there's a lot of titties around here. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I roll. Yeah. Big and surrounded by titties. Yeah. Or vanilla nibs, if you will. (laughs) As I like to call Well, you know what? They're an equal opportunity (laughs) nib employer. Exactly. So there was a a lot of nibs of a variety of colors. Exactly. Floating around. Okay. What is your favorite moment from The Simpsons? Oh, um, (laughs) uh, the one that constantly is like reoccurring for me is... um, uh, there's a part with, um, I think it's the the Scottish janitor, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, oh, I really like this sauce. This is you know, this gravy. It's great. And he's like, oh, it's it's nice. It's just water and brown. <laughs> and that that always sticks out for me for some reason, especially if someone makes a soup or a gravy or something. It just kind of hits me immediately, and I won't necessarily say it in the room because it maybe not may not <laughs> it might be, be offensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that I really love, um, and. And when Mr. Burns comes out of the forest and they all think he's the alien. It's an excellent episode. I, I love that. Yeah, I with Leonard Nimoy like, and... <laughs> I bring you love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's good. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all they're all awesome. But some just kind of stick out. Like, those Absolutely. two moments like, stick out. Especially the, the water and brown. Yeah. Because that could just be applied to anything. It's like, oh, man, this is a great sandwich. Oh, well, thank you. It's just water and brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wonder, like... Well, what's in brown? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you don't. It's questions you don't ask. <laughs> yeah, what are you listening to now? I actually just recently picked up the uh, what is it? The latest Crystal Castles album. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of them. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, it doesn't feel as aggressive as their previous albums. It definitely feels a little more dancey, but still has this kind of like really reverby, um, dark kind of like synthy 80s kind of feel at times but yeah. a little more trashy like this kind of electro trash it's not clean vocals it's really distressed and it's just great it has a, it has a great vibe um and then also the um what is it the um how to destroy angels oh you checked that it out. Came out yeah i like that the funny thing i realized it well, actually i think it's the second track in in there um the was that it, ice age it sounds a little like country. the bluegrass one yeah where and it, i was like i was like what is this i'm like is this yeah I was shocked when I heard that. It's yeah. so completely different it's like from anything they've done. industrial twang. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard anything like that before. And at first I was like, do I hate this? Yeah, exactly. It's and like, this, then, isn't, this and, isn't at all what I've heard. Yeah. And now when it comes on, I'm kind of like, I think I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I'll be like, I think I hate this, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, it's just constant love and hate. But I think I, I, think I like it. Yeah, it's it. it's shockingly original. Yeah. Especially based on, you know, based on the stuff they did before. But, uh excited to hear the rest of that. Um, but it, uh, what are you reading right now? Um, kind of, actually, I just started pecking um, at that, what was it, uh, The Four-Hour Chef that just was released. It's like this kind of weird book on, like, you know, learning or hyper-learning. And just was checking that out. It was pretty interesting. A friend of mine recommended. But I've been uh, trying to finish um, Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. Which is a you made that up? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. Okay. It's 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 a, this whole book on like uh, like the history of advertising. You know, like it's like a lot of ad stuff in there, but it's written in such a funny way where they break down things like why some companies will make bad ads just for the sake of making they'll make them bad for a reason so that they'll just perpetuate in society and people are like I fucking hate that commercial. So what's but, a, what's an example of a bad ad? Well, that's where the title where the title comes from is like Hey Whipple, you know. And Whipple was this old, was Whipple. Like, well, it's the thing. It's like I had no idea and I thought it was a silly name for the title, but then when you read about it, it's like the you know, the author explains it and 
Um, it's basically Mr. Whipple was this guy in an old Charmin's commercial where he'd be running a store and these old Don't ladies... Don't squeeze would, the Charmin. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's from... And, oh my god, that's in a, a, a Weird Al did like a Devo parody. Yeah, yeah. And I, oh and I never knew what that was from. And so that's Mr. Whipple, but apparently everybody hated that commercial when it came out. Yet... Charmin's like sales went through the roof because everyone talked about how much they hated Mr. And you Ripple. remember so, it exactly, and that was one of that's one of the lessons. So I'm kind of getting through that book. Um, I just finished Neuromancer for the first time. Oh my god, was, you just finished it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Never, what do you think? Um, I thought it was really, really awesome. It was just an, an incredible book. Um, I'd love to see a filmic adaptation of it, um, but I know it's really dangerous because it's. It's like it's already kind of matrixy sort well, it's, of. I, I think that again, like it's it, it would be the Matrix if you removed all the kung fu, you know, if you, yeah. you just and you made it a little more just straight up action movie. If someone could really make it very like Blade Runner meets the Matrix, m drop out all martial arts, it could actually be really interesting. Yeah, um, and casting is key in that. Um, yes, yeah. But uh, yes, that was an awesome book. Someone just recommended that I read uh, Snow Crash. Just about um, to say, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think I gave that to Christina. They're yeah. finally, that's the one that's not Neuromancer. They're finally making a movie out of Snow Crash. Oh, wow. Which they've been trying to do for Neuromancer, I think, for a while. But yeah, it's I mean, like, everyone, I mean, seriously, it is is walking into, like, a death trap because yes. it's, like, one of those, like, you know, It's kind of like Lord of the Rings for the, for the kind of tech fans. Yeah, for, I mean, because it is the beginning of, like, kind of cyberpunk. And, yeah. Uh, that was, like, and the it's, 70s and it's, or the 80s. Uh, that was way, way back then. It was after, um, I think it was it was it was eighties. It was yeah. after actually after Blade Runner. Because um, I kept being like I'd be reading it and be like, when was this written? I'd yeah. constantly. Yeah, just it was be like, like probably eighty three, I think, or eighty four, something um, like that. It's ridiculous. really really incredible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so reading that, um, and yeah, that's it right now. I actually been waiting to dive into the entire heavy metal catalog. Oh, like, the uh, the seventies kind of yeah, not that, really porn. Exactly, it's all awesome illustration. Yeah, uh, Modis. they all look like like metal like metal album covers. Yeah, and it, it's, it's it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, there's also some really cool articles in there interviewing a lot of the illustrators and stuff. Um, and then one of these, this is one amazing illustrator, this French guy Mobius, who's in there, and he does really incredible uh, like like ni nice line drawings, nice characters, and yeah. beautiful colors. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna dive into that. But that's pretty much that's on the agenda. Excellent. You know? Did you see the, um, do you ever see the heavy metal movie? Yes. It's, yeah. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. Like, it's the weird. sex bot and the cab yeah. drop. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really, really weird. It's kind of, it's right up there with, Fritz um, the Cat. No, with Wizards. Um, Wizards! You yeah. were the second person to tell me about that. My friend Jim gushed over that. It's such a weird film. Um, There's like a robot Nazi, but who's been turned good. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of, I think he's also, I think he's the assassin, I think. Is that on Netflix? It might be. Okay. It might be, but if not, you know, Jim just, said to bypass that. He said just purchase it. It's it's a really, it's it's a great, um, great film. It's, the animation's really beautiful. And at the time, they were up against Fantasia. Holy shit, wow. Yeah, so that movie only got so far because Disney just came down on them and were like, boom, Fantasia, bitches. <laughs> and these guys, again, like, you know, smaller studio in comparison to Disney, but like with such also a really weird inaccessible stuff. Yeah, I but mean, it was it was they were so ahead of their time because they were thinking of like you know again animation for adults like it's not just kids it's yeah. like this is an art form we're trying to explain exactly. uh, you know uh, tell a story in just a different way mm -hmm. um, and again great detail in there and they actually did some really interesting stuff towards the end I don't want to ruin anything but there is a battle sequence mm -hmm. that uses old footage from much older films and then they make it look like you're on an acid trip and it's really interesting. Um, 
And I, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Jim talked the hell out of that. I'm I'm definitely weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. That's um, that's what I've heard. And then going right from that, uh, what are you watching right now? Uh, well, I just been actually just watched a ton of uh, like Britcoms. Um, Nice. Like watched basically back to back, um, uh, the IT crowd, uh, Black Books, which I love. Black Books is amazing. Um, And then watched all of Peep Show. Um, Uh, I haven't gotten to the end of it, but like. Like those guys were amazing. They're ridiculous. It just it just keeps getting better and better, and it's sillier. And I think that I love is that it's third person or first person. Yeah, and it's just so funny the way they shot that. Um, and like a lot of Brit comes, like it's it's such a simple premise. Yeah, it's like sometimes they're talking first person, and you can't and you can hear their thoughts. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, go. Yeah, like The Office. It's about people who work in an office. Yeah, like. But again, yeah. it's it's there. It's just it's how. UK humor is very different from American humor and again so like I hard. tell everyone now it's like I still don't enjoy the American office at all I I've tried I've watched, I've watched two seasons two entire seasons and I started to like some of the characters mm-hmm. but it made me I laughed so little in comparison to the UK one the UK one I was crying yes because laughing, it's they're so weird and silly yeah. and inherently dark and exactly great. see that's that's the that's the problem I found I now I love The American Office. It is a completely different show. The first two seasons are basically them remaking the British one, mm-hmm. which you're not going to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And the big divide for me is that Ricky Gervais is not a likable person. David Brent mm-hmm. is not likable. The only time you have any real sympathy for him is when so much bad shit has happened to him and the fact that like he had a good date. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only good thing that happens to him. But Steve Carell, you can't hate him. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see him just be a bad person in something. Yeah. But in everything, he's too lovable. Yeah. So in The Office, in the American office, he's he's too lovable to hate. And it's like, David yeah. Brent, you can't not hate him. Yeah. You know? But, well, I mean, it would have been interesting. I mean, what's the, I forgot the, um, the actor's name, but the guy who plays Dwight. Oh, big head guy. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see yeah. him as the office manager because he's got this weird kind of like it, 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 again, like be like that asshole that no one likes. Yeah, you know? I would have liked to have seen that kind of dynamic. Um, Sands, um, uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. You know? um, it's you know, I'd say I'd say watch a little more because it does become its own thing. And it, did you ever watch Parks and Recreation? I tr- I watched the first two episodes. I'm gonna keep going better. with that. Yeah, it gets better. That's what I heard. If you like Parks and Recreation, you will like Office once it gets out of yeah. The like I'm British a big fan version. of Amy Poehler, and yeah. she's just magical. Absolutely, and and she's yeah, and those two shows. They honestly, it's almost like the first few episodes of Parks and, Recre- Parks and Recreation. I thought this is like a handful of characters you couldn't fit into the office. Mm-hmm. And then they began to do their own thing, and then it became a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. and once Rob Lowe joins the cast. Mm-hmm. My God, mm-hmm. like he, his lines are perfect, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely that. Any movies have you seen recently? I've recently seen Frank and Weenie. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was it was fun to see a stop motion animation in black and white, mm-hmm. and all these fun references to all the old horror movies. I really enjoyed it. Uh, from it was a simple story. You could guess yeah. what's going to happen next. I mean, it was a, it was a ten minute short originally or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's just the animation is so worth watching, and the way they lit it, just beautiful production work and cool. and, and, and art direction. Really, really great film. I did watch the first fifteen minutes of Cloud Atlas, and then had to stop. That's already out. Um, well, I was watching a screener. Oh, okay. Um, and. I was watching it with my uh, brother, who's 20, and my uncle, who is 
probably about in his like late fifties now. Okay. And he's kind of the guy. It's like you know he'll watch a, a weirder kind of off the beaten path movie, but generally likes action movies and sports guy. You know, he's just like, hey, I'm open to whatever. And Cloud Atlas is pretty heavy content. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they presented it in the beginning, um, it's like the first twelve minutes you're getting hit with every single character across every period of time and they're throwing narrative at you from every which direction you're yeah. like overload oh my god stop 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 instead yeah. of like you know building it up and yeah, then the slowly book, it was, layering it it was you know? five different stories but they were their own thing they weren't yeah. flipping back and forth yeah this this thing starts off and just jams character and random narrative down your throat and we stopped it we're like let's just watch something else and I'm gonna go back and watch it again with headphones and just kind of really pay attention to it but yeah yeah okay as soon as I heard they were making the movie, it's like, awesome. I mean, the book's amazing. It's great. As soon as I heard Halle Berry was in it, click. Immediate oh. kill switch in my head. I hate her. Oh. I'm not going to go on a tirade now. Mm-hmm. I will at some point. Mm. She ruins things. And I'm not wow. screaming at all, but I yeah. hate her. Everything I hear she's in, and I thought she was done for a while. Yeah. Because you didn't hear she was in anything, and it's like, maybe she maybe she gets it. Maybe she's stopped. And then it's like, Cloud Atlas, <gasps> starring Halle Berry. Fuck you. Oh, wow. Actually, the, the, the last film that I saw um, that, that blew my mind was Enter the Void by Gaspar Noé. Um, ridiculous. Like, just a, a beautiful, beautiful movie. Very 2001 Space Odyssey-ish. Yeah. Um, takes place in, in uh, the Space Babies. No, it takes place in Tokyo and uh, it's it's in the sex district of Tokyo. So it's just super colorful, neon lights everywhere. It's like Las Vegas times ten. Jesus. And really dense, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it's like this this guy who's working out there basically is, you know, he's selling drugs, trying to raise some money to bring his sister to come live with him. Of course. And then and this all happens in the beginning of the movie and then he gets shot by the police and then the movie begins. And but and it, and basically it's it's entirely first person. You see the character's face once, and it, it's a whole out of body experience film. Really wow. trippy, really weird. Um, highly recommend it. But yeah. it's one of those things where you, headphones in the dark, watch it by yourself. You wow, know, because okay, it's cool. just really, really. It's a beautiful film. Excellent. Yeah. All right, enter the four, and I'll put that yeah. on my list. Yeah, I don't have a list, but I'll, I'll make a list and I'll put. You that make on that list. list. I'm gonna make that list. You put me on that list. I think we're moving on. Do you have any allergies? Um, cats and dogs. Yeah. Living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love both of them. I wish I can have a husky or a pack of wolves. That'd be great. <laughs> but um, just rolling with a pack of yeah, wolves. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like again, if it, if you know, if everything goes wrong and I don't ever find my significant other, I'm going to live on like a, a hill near the coast in like a stone house with like six. Wolves. It'll be like, oh, don't go near old man Zablocki's place. He's got those wolves. He's got wolves. Yeah, it'll be me and my, my hearth telling stories to my wolves as they piss all over me. It'll be great if everything goes wrong. Yeah, if everything goes wrong. That's plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plan A, ladies. Save yeah. him from this fate of wolf piss. <laughs> this ocean of wolf piss. That's um, a song title right there. The ocean of wolf piss. Yeah. This ocean of wolf piss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you collect anything intentionally? Um... Souls? No, <laughs> no, uh, nothing anymore. Um, no, I'm not a collector uh, of really anything. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty Spartan kind of minimalist. Okay. Um, I used to collect a lot of things, whether it be like, you know, like comics or yeah, yeah. you know, cards or something when I was younger. But you know, everything is just I sold everything years and years and years ago. Like it's to me, it's like I just don't want it. It's it's fun or it was nice for the time. Mm-hmm. It, it it added to my character and you know my base of knowledge or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Um, and that was great. But yeah, no, there's nothing I collect. There's nothing that I really, really need. Okay. And um, as you are sometimes a gamer, are you playing anything right now? Um, right now, uh, playing Fallout New Vegas for the second time on the PC this really? time. Because PS3 ruined my life. Oh, um, right. yeah, I, I didn't even buy it. I, I put 152 hours into Fallout 3, yeah. and then what I kept hearing about Fallout New Vegas is that yeah. They, yeah. they didn't even... Test it. Like. Well, the thing is, like, there's a lot of bugs, but the hard part is that, like, New Vegas actually has some. It's a little more interesting at times than the original Fallout, just because hmm. of the scenario. And it's like everyone's real. It's like real sleazy. It's in the desert. Yeah. Um, it's a strange game, um, and that's why I'm giving it a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the same, you can also mod it on the Yeah, PC. but I, I'm not even screwing around with that. I'm just playing it straight through normally, and then I think there's some expansions. But I just want to play it through from beginning to end, you know, see the story, and yeah. be done with it. Is it less buggy on the computer? Um, no, it's still kind of buggy, whereas, like, I'll put right now, like, 30 hours in a total collectively over, like, you know, a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. Just kind of pecking in and out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll try and load my game and it'll just hang on the loading screen, and then I'll be like, okay, what, what do I do? So then I have to start a new game, and the moment this, the, the opening sequence happens, hit escape, hit load, and then I could load my game. And I shouldn't have to do that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so but it's just like a weird pain in the ass. But outside of that, um, still playing Skyrim. Awesome, beautiful game. Um, it's probably going to last me the rest of my life. Yeah, that's what um, I heard, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited about this independent game from War Balloon Games called Star Command. Um, which is like a isometric view kind of like e- pixel yes. art looking starship uh, management game. Uh, and is that th- the one where like fires can start on your ship and you can open up a door and like suck the fire out? I think so. Um, there, there's been I some it was really FTL or something. No, no. Oh no, FTL is on. Um, that's on Steam as well. But okay, this two is, totally different things. This is totally different. This looks gorgeous. Um, was this a Kickstarter? It was a Kickstarter. To- yeah, yeah. They yeah, funded yeah. it for. Uh, iOS and Android, so yes. that's coming first, okay. and then they actually had a second round of funding for uh, OS X and Windows, and that got funded as well. Okay. So these guys are cranking away. I'm fully behind them, and I can't wait because even the trailers they put out are hysterical. Like they know how to like make fun of themselves, and yeah, and even the game itself has a quirky kind of feel to it that it feels like. You ever play Lemonade Tycoon? I don't think so. Okay, um, it's like kind of like it's like a twist on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Or exactly, something. it feels yeah. like one of those games where it's like it's a management game, but takes place in space. But you also have you know text or, or like uh, narrative options, like oh, do I talk to these aliens that are trying to you know yeah. you know engage me or something? But yeah, really cool game. Excellent. Uh, looks looks great. I'm excited for that. Cool. And that team, you know, keep going, keep going. Wonderful. Okay. One actor or actress you could make gone. Who and why? Oh, make gone, gone forever. Poof. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's not someone that you hear there in something, and it's like, oh, not again. DiCaprio. Really? Yeah. Wow. You don't yeah. think he's he's earned it at this point? I think that he he was going one way, mm-hmm. and it was a really unique way. After he did The Departed, I, I after that movie, I felt that everything he did made me look at him as trying to be Jack Nicholson. And I can't... Uh, And it's like... And even when I saw Shutter Island, it reminded me of Chinatown at times. It's like, he just feels like Jack. And it's like, what are you doing? Be your own guy. You know, just just keep doing... You you had it. I don't know where where it's going now. Um, 
I was really disappointed to see that he was playing Gatsby in The Great Gatsby. It seemed a little um, obvious, yeah. There, there could have been some other people they could have pulled in there. And, like, again, like Shutter Island, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, Totally Shutter up Island's my alley as great. far as the content. Um, I, I wish there was somebody else in there, you know, yeah. instead of him. Um, so I, I'd say he's the one guy that I think after Departed, he could have, he should have just stopped. Wow. You know, because I'm just not, I haven't seen a single thing that's impressed me. It's all just been like, oh, wow, great. That reminds me of Jack Nicholson. Nice. Thanks. You know. All right. So we are um, moving into the next section. Mm. Let's digress. Okay. What? Back to Nibs? No, no, no. Further digression. Um, So what are some afternoon cartoons from your childhood that you watched? Oh, everything. Um, What stands out as, like... Heathcliff. Nice! What up, Heathcliff? All the Disney ones, like, you know, uh, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. The Disney Afternoon. DuckTales. All that duck. Yeah, lots of duck. hard duck. Goof Troop. Uh, I didn't really care for that. Goof Troop was a little later. A little quack too goofy. Attack. Yeah. I don't even remember Quack Attack. I think Quack Attack. Quack it, Quack Pack? I don't know. It was basically like reintroducing Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh. Yeah. It's... Chippendales Rescue Rangers, I remember. Um, was it me, or was Gadget over-sexualized? She wasn't sexualized enough, because she's just <laughs> the hottest mouse ever. Um, <laughs> if I was to marry a mouse, it would be Gadget. Any mouse, you'd pick Gadget. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think it was weird the whole time that nope. both Chip and Dale were constantly trying to fuck her? I don't blame them. <laughs> Look at Gadget. You know, they're lucky Monterey Jack was there to protect her. Yeah. You know? That's horrifying. Throw some cheese at him, though. He goes freaking, you know. Cheese! <laughs> yeah. He freaks out. Yeah, that was... But um, really, really good show. Um, if they didn't have Gadget, I probably wouldn't watch it. Ah, Gadget. Yeah. Awakening sexuality in all children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, again, huge cartoon for me, mm-hmm. The Real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that, that was a really solid That movie. was like, that set, left such an impression on me as a kid. Yeah. Because all I wanted to be was like, at first it was like, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. And then it was like, I want to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what I have to do, but I want to be a Ghostbuster. And, that that, is, yeah. and again, like, I think it was like maybe seven, eight, that just, that began my entire like interest in like, occultish movies or like yeah. weird spooky stuff cause like and again looking at it from like a scientific thing cause you'd like respect like the goofiness of like Peter Vankman but then like the intelligence of Egon, Egon Spangler Ray, yeah. and and be like oh man I, I wish I could be like I wish I could like have fun and an interest in this but then also break it down like a scientist and you know and it was just a cool cool show yeah definitely yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trepidatious about the the new movie um I again it's yeah, I mean, we still have the old ones, and that's... and that's something that will never change. Yeah, yeah, this is one franchise that no matter like Indiana Jones, still have those first three, even though they made the Alien one. Yeah, and a fifth one that's probably going to be pretty sad. I don't. I, I didn't even know about that. Actually, I think you've ruined my weekend. Yeah. Thanks. Well, hey, probably going to regret saying say, this. Say sorry. How can it get worse? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly like Jones in space, space, space. <laughs> Wow, you just made it worse. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, thank you. Okay. Asshole. Um, uh, you tell me a crazy, creepy, homeless encounter that you've had. There was one time me and my brother were on, and he remembers this and just laughs about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We were on the, the train. We get onto the 6th train. We're heading down to Union Square. That's like 36 stops away. It's about yeah. an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and uh, 
we're sitting on the train, and then some homeless guy gets on and starts, like, talking and ranting or whatever. Actually, yeah. I do have another one, but, again, there was no actual encounter, and I got a picture of this, but I'll tell you that in a moment. Yeah. Anyway, so me and my brother are sitting there, and this guy comes up, starts talking to us or whatever, and we're like, ah, oh, it's cool, just just general conversation. He smells terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're just kind of like, you know, we're just having a laugh for a moment, and then he puts out his hand to shake my hand so he can leave. And he's like, all right, man, it was good talking. And then, like, puts out his hand, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I shake his hand. Wow. I shake his hand, and he's like, all right, man, and he leaves, and then leaves the car, and I just sit there and stare at my hand, and my brother sees me staring at my hand and just starts laughing. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know what to do, Joe. We just got on the train. I can't get off to wash my hand. Because you're still like 30 stops away from Union Square. Yeah, and I don't have hand sanitizer. And You yeah. don't want to wipe it on your pants. No, because I mean, there, was, there wasn't any like, you know. It wasn't goo. There was no residue that was transferred from this man's hand onto yes. my hand. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely, you know, it's one of those, I think, I think it's more of a psychological. He's probably the cleanest hand ever. You know, who knows? But um, but you, when you smell a certain way, yeah, it's like it, it smelled like unwiped, sweaty swamp ass, and I'm like that. I I could like to me, it felt like oh, he just put that from his ass for, to his hand onto yes, my hand because that's what he does on the and subway. Now my hand, you know. I mean, but again, you don't know if he does that on the subway. You, you know? Don't know. Again, like it's just hey, you know. Maybe he's just a very well-paid sewer worker. Yeah, yeah. Or he doesn't know how to wipe. No one ever taught him. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a weird thing. The other weird time was on the train coming up, uh, you know, going up to the Bronx to see family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I take the train and get on there. And then some really, really big, big, you know, dude gets on, big fro. He's wearing, like, a, a jogging pants and everything. Nice. and like, But he's filthy. He's got these, like, weird boots on. And he starts just yelling in gibberish to everyone, just talking, just yelling out, finds a seat, sits down, and he's just going off, off and off. And everyone starts to slowly move away from him because he's so loud. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting right across from him like, he's not bothering me right now. This is fine. And I just sit there and I'm falling asleep. And, you know, everyone again. And then eventually, you know, I'll open my eyes and he'll be staring right at me. And I'll just stare at him. And he'll stare at me. <laughs> And then I'll close my eyes, and then I'll open my eyes again, and then he's, like, looking at the floor or something. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just, you know, put my headphones on and, you know, sleep for, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, of my train ride. There's other people around us. And yeah, So, so yeah, it's totally yeah. fine. And uh, I wake up, and it's just me and him. And I slept a little longer than I thought. He's still right across from me. However, he has a pair of chopsticks shoved into his ear protruding you, out. Yes, you did tell you and showed me the picture. One arm yeah. on his knee, the other arm on his side and he's just with his ear with the chopsticks shoved into them pointing towards the ceiling and he's just sleeping just like that. And I wake up and there's no one in the car except for me and him and I'm like this is amazing. And I take <laughs> out my phone and I take as many I stand r- super close to him like a foot from him and take as many pictures as I can and then slowly sit back down into my spot making me the bigger creep. Than yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, um, as soon as you start to take yeah. pictures, I was like, of no, no, homeless? this is this is too good. Like this is I in a million years never expected to wake up to see two brand new chopsticks. Where did he get them? He didn't have them when he came on. I didn't see them. <laughs> but now there's chopsticks shoved into his ear and he's sleeping. And it's like boom boom, you've reached Beer Avenue. And I'm like, oh my God. Good luck. You know? Yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, and then I got out of there. But I got a picture of that, so it's it's pretty good. I do remember that picture. Yeah, it was wild. Nice. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Um, duodenum or duodenum? Can I have more information on that? 
Uh, your preference on the pronunciation of uh, duodenum or duodenum? Um, I'm pretty sure it's a preferential thing. I do have two friends that are doctors, Angelica and Mark. Hopefully, mm-hmm. at some point, I will have them on, and they can either like say this is right, this is wrong. I, I'm actually not familiar with the term. Like, what is it? Uh, the duodenum or duodenum is kind of like it's in the intestines. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a part of human anatomy. I like duodenum. It sounds more Latin. Yeah. And I I'm gonna side with that. Okay, that's that's what I'm looking for. What is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Who do you want with you? Where would you go and why? Um, well, actually, the funny thing is, for years, I've been trying to figure out the best go bag. Yeah. Um, on the side, just a little hobby. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything ready for my go bag at all. Okay. Um, so I'm not really prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Um, zombies, shit. Yeah. We're not talking about the running kind. We're talking about the original Romero oh, kind okay. of shambling kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie um, then running I guess zombies, I'm convinced that that's the end of I would definitely get my brother, because um, my brother has seen and read up on everything imaginable about nice. zombies and zombie situations. Um, he's not exactly a survivalist, but uh, he'll know how to get around them. I'd say him, also my cousin Pete, um, because yeah. it'll at least be the first time me and him could actually become publicly violent to everybody. <laughs> And it would be okay, um, <laughs> and we both enjoy that. Yeah, um, it's, it would be freeing. It'd be like it'd be like just like a tag team wrestling match, you know, just nonstop. Like let's do that, you know, just you know all yeah, kinds yeah. of chainsaw hands. Yeah, yeah, like the Bushwhackers. Nice, released, the you know, Bushwhackers. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it'd be. We totally be the Bushwhackers, <laughs> but fighting zombies. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, again, like I don't know. Um, I think I'd be okay. I mean, I got a pretty good survival instinct. I'm yeah. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and you've seen enough movies too to know you know the amateur mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all I really have to say about that. I haven't given it much thought. I probably should think about it a little more. It's like um, it's closer because you know it has to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I buy um, tuna fish, canned tuna fish. Tuna fish is very important. I would definitely get behind that. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, tell me a joke. Hmm. Okay, um, this one actually I think some needs a prop, but it may work. I'm going to okay. try it. Sure. Okay. Uh, Do you ever used to blow bubbles when you were a kid? Like with the little ring thing? Blow bubbles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Uh, yes, I used to blow bubbles. I loved blowing bubbles as a kid. Blowing bubbles was the best part of my childhood. Well, Bubbles is back in town, and he's looking for you. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so there's that one, and um, <laughs> oh man, there was another joke. I'm so bad at remembering them, but they'll just kind of come out at random moments. Gotcha. Um, I do have a joke. Yes, I do have a joke. It's actually well, it's an industry joke. I don't know if I told you this one. Okay. Okay. So there's this guy. <clears throat> he um, actually I heard this from uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Brett Michaels. No, no. George Michaels. No, I was at a, I was at a, this, this like, it was like this kind of like it was a writing workshop thing. Stephen and King. No. William Gibson. No. Bob Barker. Uh, McKee. McKee's writing workshop. Okay. He, he wrote this book called Story. It's, it's, it was, it was a really fun time. Uh, this workshop, but he told this awesome joke. Um, that's again, it's an industry one where, all right, so you got this, uh, this guy. He's, he's a writer and screenwriter in Hollywood. He's completely down on his luck. Like mm-hmm. this guy is just. You know, can't find any work. He's he's just at his wit's end. So he comes home one night, and his agent hasn't called him in months, and he's just like, you know, he's really down. 
he goes in, you know, just den starts drinking a lot, and you know, takes out a revolver from his desk, and he, he's really thinking about ending it because there's nothing left. He has no money. He's gonna the house is gonna be foreclosed. It's bad, bad for him. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he gets a little too drunk. He's like, no, no, I'll just help. Maybe tomorrow. You know, he's just really depressed and goes to sleep. The next morning, he wakes up and goes to his den, and on his desk is a screenplay. And he's like looking around, and you know, he's like, what the hell? And he reads the screenplay, and it is good it is really freaking good it mm-hmm. is awesome so he's like wow did i write this last night what so he's like all right well he sends it off to his agent within like a couple of hours agent calls him right back this is incredible oh my god i sent it out to 14 different studios whatever <laughs> right within a week sells it huge blockbuster makes a ton of money and he's just like wow this is this is amazing uh-huh. right and then one night after that like he wakes up in the morning goes into his den and finds another screenplay okay he's like Wow. And this one's even better than the last one. This uh-huh. is just incredible. It's not a sequel. It's a completely. It's another original story. Okay. Right. Gives it to the agent. The agent's like, "Oh my God, you're on fire. This is going to be easy to sell for even more money than before. We're, we're going to. This is great." Mm-hmm. So he's back on top. Everything's rolling. He's going out to parties. Everything's great. Then finally, he he finds like a third screenplay. Right. And he's just like, "Well, this is this is this is nuts." Same thing. Now he's just like, he's just the, he is the he's the bee's knees of Hollywood. Uh-huh. So now he's got to know. He's got to know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Right? So he hides in the closet one night in the den. And then he starts hearing someone's typing away. And he's like, oh, my God. Opens the door. And there's an elf typing these screenplays. Okay. And he's like, you, you're the one who's been writing these amazing screenplays. Why? Like, how did you do this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just what I do. Yeah, you know, just writing stories. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, like, you've helped me out so much. I was... I was gonna kill myself, and then I was like, "Well, I'm glad you didn't do that," you know. And he's like, "Look, you know, Elf, you know, can I can I give you anything? Can I give you any money? I got tons of money now. I mean, like, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want." Uh-huh. And the Elf is just like, "Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe a, maybe a credit." Get the fuck out of here! And he throws <laughs> the Elf out of his house, <laughs> and that's that's the story. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's awful. Yeah. And true. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, Ray, this has all been kind of digressing and everything. Now it's time to get specific. Mm. Let's get specific. What is your goal as a filmmaker? I want to tell one unforgettable story. That's tough. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Because don't they say that there's only like 10 stories or 15 stories? No, I could tell them, but I tell them in my own way. I just wanted to be unforgettable. Like? Like, like someone just goes, oh, wow, do you remember that movie or that short you know, film or yeah. that or that novel or whatever it was, whatever it may be, in whatever form the story may take, mm-hmm. um, to be able to remember that because I feel like in that that's one way to achieve immortality. Yeah, you know. Also, drinking the urine of children. I don't know anything about that. You're a it's, monster, and I'm leaving. It's the other way to Goodbye. achieve. <laughs> I'm. <leaving. laughs> we'll trade secrets. We'll no. trade secrets. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most frightening film you've ever seen? Or TV? I'd say, I don't know, like, I stopped being scared. I mean, like, well, again, like, horror in general is is fun, and it's, and it's creepy and whatever, but generally things don't scare me. Yeah. If, if there's blood, gore, and all kinds of weird stuff, it, it, it'll either become cool and awesome, mm-hmm. or 
straight up comedy to me. It's yeah. like it's just it's just silly. There's like heads flying all the place and excessive like blood. Like in the woods. Did you see that? Yeah, I thought I thought that th I thought the whole I thought the premise of that was really really fun. Yes. I liked it a lot. Um, just because it was like this experiment, and I loved all. Yeah, like, they they did a great job with it. The one thing that I wish they would have done, and this is a spoiler alert, is yeah, instead of. A giant fist at the end. I wish it was a tentacle. Tentacle, exactly. That is yeah. exactly what I fucking said. That would have been. That would have been the perfect been ending to that. Because yeah. seriously, that movie was rock solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd say a, a scary movie. Like as a child, it terrified me. It, but also, yeah. it changed me and inspired me. And but that clown just. Ter it, I was so yeah. scared. And to this day, it's like I think clowns are are just creepy. Yeah. As anything. Absolutely. But. You know, I'm not scared of them. It's kind of like, well, yeah. whatever, you know? I mean, again, like, there's nothing these days that really, really scares me. I mean, yeah, it's like, tough. It's hard to find stuff. But there's things that interest me where, like, oh, wow, I really like the feel of this. This is really cool. Yeah. This is great. Because there's, a, you know, again, like a jump-out scare. That can get anybody at any given time. Exactly. That's not, that's not being scared. That's being surprised. Yeah. Like, you get the same attitude when someone's like, I bought you a cake. It's like, yeah. no! Yeah. yeah. I, we're talking, I, I think, more like psychological, um, like, uneasiness. And that, yeah, that creeps it's the on sense you of uneasiness. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, you just feel unsafe. And then it's like you really feel like something's on the line and it's triggering, yeah. um, you know, more of an... An instinctual reaction. Yeah, like an animal reaction. Like a fight. If something can get me to feel fight or flight, then you got me. That's crazy, yeah. you know? That's something and, I haven't been... I haven't experienced that in years aside from video games. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, Silent Hills. And I did play... Um, some of amnesia, yeah, which wins. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a great game. Nerve wracking. I, I, I loved yeah. it because of that. Um, yeah, and me and my brother would sit there. We'd split the head. We'd do a headphone splitter. Yeah, yeah. Put it on. Just play it in the dark. And he would just sit next to me and Start we'd be screaming. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Or we would just have so much fun laughing that we're hiding in a closet. Yes, and we can hear this thing moving and shuffling around the room, but we have no idea what it looks like. Yeah, and it's so good. And like, I'm really excited for uh, Machine, Machine of for Pigs. Pigs. Yeah, oh, like, man. it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, there, there's certain elements of a lot of like films that that are altogether just kind of cheesy. That yeah. Um, is like for instance, like even in like Blair Witch, the one thing that really scares me is just that end shot, and it's just because yeah. it, it doesn't explain anything, and it's just so weird because it's just yeah. some guy staring at a wall, and then, then that's it. And then like, that's, yeah. That little moment I think was the scariest moment in the whole film, and yeah. then even like the actual experimental film that's in the ring. That is that is oh yeah that little real. thing it yeah. looks like a Mark Romanek uh, exactly. music video we're, we're like awesome. the, like the chair spinning on one axis like that kind of stuff is really really cool yeah um, even like what was it um, was it Dark Water the one with what's her name with on Roosevelt Island Jennifer Connelly yeah yeah there I was didn't some, see that what was the deal with that the water was um, bad? no it was just like it just I guess bad spirits in this one apartment building and uh, there's some creepy moments in there. Like, there's some films that have these awesome kind of, like, moments where it's like, that was actually really cool. But then as a whole, you're like, eh, you know. Yeah, when, but when you're watching a movie for a, a three-minute scene, that's yeah. not... Yeah. Like, even you know what else actually was pretty scary, uh, but still just an awesome movie all around, was, like, Jacob's Ladder. It's like it had some oh, really yeah. creepy moments. A like, lot of it was borrowing from Lovecraft, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's like, you know, don't show all of it, just, you know... Yeah, just, just show a hint of it. Yeah. Some, something hint is wrong horror. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually, yeah, aside from that, it's like... Jacob's Ladder borrowed from Lovecraft. Silent Hill borrowed from Jacob's Ladder. Mm -hmm. It's like more and more everything is just getting diluted. But yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they did do a really, really good job with that. Yeah. Like Tim Robbins. Yeah. Who knew? I saw him in B&H once. Wow. It was one of these moments where like I'm in line, he's in line, and I look over. This is actually when I was buying equipment to when we were about to shoot Binding of Silence. That's a good and omen. 
I look over at him and he's wearing a black trench coat and a black like a leather trench coat and a leather cowboy hat and like a like a black one you know yeah and I look at him and I'm like for, I totally spaced I'm like I know that and the night before I watched Jacob's Ladder I'm like you know but he obviously looks a little older now but yeah. like I was like uh and this is 2006 and I look at him and for a moment like he looked at me and he realized oh shit someone just recognized someone recognized me. me yeah but I'm trying to find his name and I'm like what is his name so you're not looking at him like you know him you have that searching no, eye no, no, bulging no. like kind of lips quivering yeah like, like like no no not even it was just like <laughs> i know him i know him i just watched him last night holy crap i can't remember his name for some reason it just completely escaped my brain jacob and the moment he saw that i was trying to figure out his name Did he, he just leave? put down his item and walked out and i was like oh. i've heard he's a massive dick yeah i've heard he doesn't like to be recognized and yeah. i've heard that he's not approachable or friendly yeah. wow he just put down his shit and left and walked out and i was like wow do you know what he was buying I don't remember. Wow. Yeah, that's that's always kind of sad. I mean, at the same time, like, what are you going to say to him that's really going to be anything more than, like, I like what you do? Yeah. But to be like, I don't even want to be seen here. Yeah. I mean, it, again, if I was, if I had any... I bet that like, ruined his day, too. He got home to Susan Sarandon <laughs> and was like, this motherfucker saw me. He saw me, Susan. He saw me. I'm just going to buy this online. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we have reached... We've reached the final segment. Define me. I've made up several words. You have to pick a word from this list and define it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like Klebel. Mm -hmm. I like Guckmo. Mm -hmm. Quelch is really good. Yeah. <laughs> These are really good words. Yeah. I, l I really like Guckmo, Klebel, and Quelch. Um, that, sound that sounds like a, like a law firm. It does, yeah. It sounds like a uh, goblin law firm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you fall down? <laughs> we'll help you. <laughs> I won't help you. <laughs> I'll eat your bones. <laughs> oh, Guckmo. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's it right there. It's defined. So those it's three... It's like Guckmo, Klebel, and Quelch are actually... <laughs> a goblin lawyer. A goblin law, goblin law firm. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no. I'll give you something a little better. Let's figure out. Um, that's a short. That's yeah, a short that yeah. we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, dude. Um, maybe maybe Guckmo. I like okay. Guckmo. Um, Guckmo. So what is Guckmo? Let me try and use Guckmo in a sentence. Sure. Um, he's got a lot of Guckmo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Let, let's try. Let's try and figure out the definition of Guckmo by using it in sentences. Sure, like, sure. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Like, um, so I mean, so how would that be delivered? Like, wow, he's got a lot of Guckmo. He's got a lot of Guckmo. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's like a Guckmo. Like he's got something bad. It's like he's got a lot of almost. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm trying to like connect it with Mochismo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. it is kind of like machismo, but like machismo is like, oh, real macho. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you Big know, balls. tank tops and, yeah. you know, and like, I let's got hit some this chains. Bitch and get a slice. And yeah, yeah. yeah, let's hit this bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. But guckmo might be something a little different. Like, it could easily be something maybe a little more nerdy. Like, well, you know, he's got the guckmo to do it, you know? Okay. Like, I don't know. It's like, oh, you, you really think he can recite, like, every line of. <laughs> Like, Monty Python's third season. I think he's got the guck mode to do it. Okay, so it's almost like, like, like 
geeky drive or like, like geek ge- skills? Like geeky guts. Geeky guts. Like, I think he's got the guckmo, you know? All right. You I know? like that. It's like, it's like, uh, like confidence, confidence within the realm of geek. Okay. So he guckmo. couldn't, he couldn't talk to a girl. But no, he could no, recite it, the entire... No, no, that would just be, that would be just, oh, yeah, he's brave, or he's, he's got he's confident. courage, confident. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, let's say it's, like, geeks within, or, like, people that are just talking about, like, a niche topic, like, we're all talking about, like, you know, not really music. like, like HP like, Lovecraft. Exactly. It's, something yeah. like that. it's like, oh, well, he had the guckmo to tell me all so, the so names almost, of the Elder Things. So it's almost like a grok thing? Kind of like, I grok? It, I don't like, know what grok is. It, it means, like, if you say, like, I grok, it's like, I understand. I guess, yeah. I guess, well, Guckmo, yeah, again, I, guess, I think Guckmo would be, again, like, uh, geek conf, you know, ge- uh, confidence within a... A certain field of geek yeah, culture. Yeah, So it's okay. like, you know, again, like, if you're talking about, like, you know, whether it be, like, the Discworld series or something, it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's like, that guy's got a lot of Guckmo. You know, he could, you know, he's, he can, you know... He knows everything about Gaspo. He knows everything about, the like, all the characters or, the, or that universe or... Okay. Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's something more disgusting. I feel like it could be both. I mean, again, it might be something that, like, you know, for instance, geek. A geek used to be some someone that bit the heads off live chickens, and now a geek can be a web designer. Wow. So it may have been something like maybe Guckmo was something, and now today it's like, oh, he's got a lot of Guckmo. Yeah, or it could be like, oh, yeah, I had to, I had to wash it twice. There was just so much Guckmo up in there. Nice. So it's kind of like a... Um, it could easily be like... Like a, like a build-up of, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. A build-up of some type of ichor. Okay. All right. So, like, okay. So tell me something. Okay, in that case, uh, uh, secondary definition. What's something you'd find Guckmo on? Like a, like a used uh, toothbrush that's been tucked under your bed that you found years later? Or like a, a trombone? Like, where would I, you find oh, Guckmo? Oh, in, in an unclean trumpet in the spit valve. Spit valve of an unclean trumpet. Like, unclean for decades. Yeah, like, it's just there, and, like, no one cleaned it, and it's a combination of, of old saliva and rust and dust and mold, and somehow it created Guckmo. Guckmo. Okay, so, yeah, so, so primary like, definition is geeky, a confidence within a realm of geekdom. Yeah. And then secondary definition is, is just, like, just, like, smegma. Just like something you'd find in the spit valve of a old rusted trombone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or like, I don't know. Even like, you leave a pot with like, you know, fat from something that you were cooking, and it's just there, and you forget to clean it, and it's just there, and then eventually, after a couple of months, it's now, uh, you know, it's it's, it's now become animate, and it's it's speaking, and it's it's made up of guckmo. Okay. Or I mean, it could also maybe even I don't know. There's so many ways to take guckmo. But I still like it as a goblin lawyer. There you go. Well, then, then that's something. Then, hey, yeah. Then the third one could be proper noun. Guckmo is one of the members of the the law firm. Yeah. Okay. Guckmo, Clebel, Guckmo, and Quelch. <laughs> Guckmo and Quelch. Yeah. We'll help you. All right, Ray. We've uh, we've reached the end of this 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 dance this this dance de la dance de la dance de la. Guckmo. De la Guckmo. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, so thank you. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Shall we? Thank you. Shall we get some meat? We can get some meat. Let's get some meat. Politically. Mm. Degrazu. Obscenity.
Shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something And then I forgot what I was talking about Because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing Digressive, obscenity Shit, what was I talking about?